0: And welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is still your Deep Six Wrestling Champion, the glorious Robbie Rotten. And I am here by myself to talk about the horror show at Extreme Rules. Uh, The other three of the core four, that being myself, Pat, Ryan, and Joey, seem to be disenfranchised with the WWE at this point, which is what it is. Uh, I have been a lifelong fan of theirs and I'm not giving up now. I still enjoy their product as much as I still enjoy New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW's products. So I'm going to keep up with those three plus Impact for now. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they rejoin me in the WWE front soon. But we'll see. It is what it is. Um, And it seems like we've had a lot of content coming at you guys lately you know there has been a, a lot of wrestling this month between the new, the new japan cup dominion um and just aew with fight for the fallen and fighter fest and <laughs> slam anniversary and now the horror showed extreme rules so it's just a lot at once which is not a bad thing wrestling is great well we all love it and that's why we're here Um, a little thing... Wow. I would like to talk about Slammiversary first before we dive into Extreme Rules. And, um... You know, overall, I enjoyed the show. It definitely exceeded my expectations. I've never seen an Impact show before, so I didn't know what to expect. Uh, yeah. Uh, aside from a couple of hiccups, like, you know, some audio and production issues... And a couple of stinkers, you know. The gauntlet match was not good, very sloppy, and the tag title match was not to my taste either. I don't need to see a 50-something-year-old Ken Shamrock bumping around and trying to do suicide dives. Not for me. And I'm not a big fan of Sammy Callahan at all. But whatever, it is what it is. Uh, the Knockouts title match really delivered. Jordan Grace and Diana Barazzo. Tore the house down great match and the fatal five-way spoiler alert fatal five-way main event for the world championship was also very good so uh thumbs up to impact hopefully they can can continue on with the momentum they built for themselves after this show uh they did a really good job building up to it with the surprises and everything so uh yeah good job impact and We'll see if Bound for Glory can deliver as well in October and what they do, building up to that. So, let's get right into the horror show at Extreme Rules. I'm not sure what they were doing here. I don't know what they were thinking with the whole horror show theme. It's not October. It is July. I don't get it. But, yeah, I didn't know what to expect going in, but we'll talk about it. Uh, First match of the night, I did not watch the kickoff show, so it was Murphy and uh, Kevin Owens, so that happened. Owens won. It was probably a good match. They're both great wrestlers, so whatever. (laughs) The first actual match of the night was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the champions The New Day and the challengers, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura in a tables match, which, you know, can be hit or miss. Tables matches tend to not be too great, but I thought the teams delivered here. They had good chemistry. The New Day and Cesaro have been basically working together for years, basically since the beginning of the New Day. So that's no surprise, and Shinsuke's great. Uh, It's good to see him actually doing something relevant, I guess, because he was kind of floating for a while there, but... Um, you know, Big E did his typical terrifying spear spot off the apron. I, I, I don't know why he does that so often. It would probably be better if he saved it for big moments, but he seems to pull it out at every pay-per-view. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's still crazy to this day. And, um, you know, they were obviously trying to pull each, put each other through tables a lot, but I don't think it hindered the match too much like it does in a lot of table matches so this was pretty solid I thought they had a pretty good match and we have new tag team champions in Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura they double teamed Kofi and put him and Cesaro was able to put him through two tables with a power bomb off the second rope I believe to the outside it was pretty cool it was a great spot great finish and uh yeah it's good to see some new blood in the tag team division I guess I mean Cesaro's a mainstay but he's been great with all the partners he's had so why not Shinsuke it seems like they have good chemistry together I'm for it I didn't expect it to happen but I'm not I'm not mad at it it works for me New Day don't need it they are eight time tag team champions that is ridiculous so yeah Moving on from that, we had the SmackDown Women's Championship match, which was Alexa Bliss, accompanying Nikki Cross, versus um, Bailey, accompanied by Sasha Banks. And I I felt like Nikki had had a few shots before, but. I guess it's good to see her get an actual pay-per-view shot. I don't know if she's had a pay-per-view one-on-one match for a championship in on the main roster. So, I guess it's good. Nikki's great. And Bayley is absolutely on fire right now. So, uh, yeah, this was fun. They, you know, they didn't do anything too crazy. But they had a solid match. Nothing, you know, too spectacular but i enjoyed it it told the story it needed to tell uh nikki was on fire throughout and she looked like she might finally get her win but of course sasha banks got involved and uh when the ref was distracted she was able to slip bailey her uh legit whatever they are they're like They're not brass knuckles, but they're basically as good as brass knuckles. They go on the finger ring thing, and she was able to, Bailey was able to hit Nikki with it, and then it hit her finishing move, which I don't even know what it's called. It's like a weird, like, face buster driver thing. I don't even know. Seth Rollins used it once, and it was immediately gone the next week, so it's not the best finisher, but whatever. I guess it's better than the Bailey to Belly. So it is what it is and Bailey retains and is on a massive run. She's held that title since October. so um, yeah, that's interesting to note. Uh, she's she's been doing great though so she deserves to keep running forward with that title. And yeah why not? well deserved. Uh, next up we had MVP come out to the ring and announced that Apollo Crews is not cleared to wrestle. So, he has the... You know, he's out with Bobby Lashley. They have a little back and forth. They're talking about, you know, Bo- Apollo not being able to wrestle and that uh, MVP's mad that he's in... Uh, Lashley's injuring his opponents. And then they have a laugh and MVP announces that he is the new United States champion by forfeit and it's not an official announcement from, you know, management or anything, so it's just MVP declaring himself the champion uh, very odd, I don't know why they would even book this match if there was any chance that Apollo was not going to be on the card it just seems bizarre seems like a bizarre time to introduce the title then if they're going to do it that way, I don't know what the thinking is there Uh, definitely one of the low points of the show, in my opinion, I think. I mean, I don't really get the thinking here. It doesn't really make much sense. That's kind of a theme with the show. Uh, very strong action, but some very questionable booking, for the most part. Not all of it, but for the most part. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the... That's one of two big cliffhangers when it comes to championships for the night. We'll get to the other one later. Uh, (laughs) But next up, we had one of the more highly anticipated matches, just because of how interesting a stipulation it is, and that would be the eye-for-an-eye match between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, which... I thought this was going to be like a pre-taped match or something, but no, it was live. And um, they had really strong a really strong match. You know, they did a lot. Of, they pulled out all the stops. I saw some criticism on Twitter uh, about them wrestling instead of trying to destroy each other's eyes the whole time. But I mean, look, um, there's a couple arguments that can be made there. First of all, if someone's just... If you're just literally just trying to poke someone's eye out for ten minutes, it's going to look horrible. That's not entertaining. And, I mean, yeah. The stipulation's dumb. I don't understand why they booked themselves into something like this. But they did. So, just make the best of it. And that's what these two did. Uh, And the other argument is... They're just trying to wear each other down so they can make it easier to tear out the other person's eye. So, whatever. Um... And trust me, there was plenty of spots where they were trying to knock each other's eye out, especially from Seth, because, you know, he's the heel, so it makes more sense that he's being more vicious and ruthless. Uh, yeah, these two had a really strong match in-ring. Uh, I don't. There's not really much to say about it, other than it was a strong match. There were no crazy, really, spots other than when they were trying to, you know, destroy each other's eyes. Ray hit a stomp on Seth on the outside, which was pretty cool to see Seth get hit by his own finisher, and, um, yeah, Ray Mysterio got his eye taken out by Seth Rollins, I mean, it was, you barely saw anything, really, like, Seth put Ray against the stairs like he did originally to injure his eye, Whatever, I, I don't know, that was like a month or two ago now, It was a long time ago, but, and he just shoved him into it hard. And then they were like, oh, it's his eyes out. And they called for the bell. You didn't see really anything. Ray was just holding his face. The doctors rushed over and uh, brought Ray to the back. Uh, Ray was like screaming. And then Seth looks over and sees that he, his eye is actually out and starts throwing up. He actually actually see what looks like vomit. I'm sure it's not really vomit. I don't know. And I'm sure, obviously, Rey Mysterio's fine. fine. I don't understand why they would do this stipulation and not make it some kind of CGI or something. Why even do it if you're not going to show it? Like, not that I want to see someone's eye hanging out of their socket, but... Why even... I I don't get it. I, like, I enjoyed the match, but I don't get it. It doesn't... It didn't make much sense. Ugh. <sighs> what are you doing man what are you doing WWE it's very very weird (laughs) yeah I don't know I don't know what else to say about it good match but very weird uh next up we had another really strong match in the Raw Women's Championship match between Asuka and Sasha Banks uh These two had great chemistry. Uh, This was probably the longest match on the show. They really. I I kind of expected this to be, as good as it was. And you know they tore it down. These two women are so talented. Uh, The story was weird going in. I don't know why. I mean, I guess it makes sense that they're trying to make Sasha and Bailey take over and be dual heavyweight or dual world champions or whatever you want to call call it and tag champs at the same time but I never really thought Sasha had a chance to win this match going in Uh, you know they did great stuff together great chemistry and then the finish happened which wasn't really a finish at all um, Sasha was basically you know about to lose and Bailey gets involved and hits you know tries to hit Asuka with the belt while the ref's not looking and then you know the ref sees it and gets her out and then Asuka goes to go for the the mist on Sasha and, but Sasha ducks and takes out the ref so the ref is blinded and out of it and Bailey comes in and this time she succeeds and hits Asuka with the title. And then she takes the ref's shirt off and puts it on and counts the pin for Sasha on Asuka. So, and then she grabs the women's title and they leave. So, she's declaring that they're, that Sasha's now the women's champion, which obviously is not the case. But just bizarre. This is exactly what I was talking about. This is the other one where it's it's in the balance where you're not sure even though this one's definitely unofficial. But why even do that? Why even leave the question? I don't And it's a shame because this was probably in ring the match of the night. This was really really great. And it just kind of hampers the match with that strange bizarre finish. I don't know what they're going for there. I I don't get it. I don't get it. That is like three strange booking things in a row right there. You know, like... Like, I kind of get my people are, like, weirded out by what WWE's doing. But, like, I don't know. There's good and bad. I thought in-ring the show was really, really good. It's just... Some booking was uh, very questionable. Um, next up, we have the semi vein event, which is the WWE Championship match between Giroux McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler was able to pick the stipulation of this match, and the stipulation he chose is that it is extreme rules for Dolph Ziggler only. So Drew, you know, it's a regular match for Drew, except that Drew can lose the title if he's disqualified or counted out. And, yeah, uh, I mean, at least this this match kind of made sense. They had a little bit of a story. You know, Drew was aligned with Dolph when he first came to the main roster, so there's that. Uh, that's a good call back there and I feel like Dolph is just kind of like oh we don't have anyone to challenge for the title right now oh Dolph he's good they'll put on a good match that's pretty much what Dolph Ziggler is at this point he's not a credible threat to win the world title though so that kind of you know it hurt this a little bit but they had a good match you know I enjoyed the story they told And, you know, Drew had to overcome another big hurdle. And he did, as expected. He hit a really nice, like, pop-up Claymore to win, which was beautiful. One of the best finishers in the business today. I love it. And Drew is on fire. And I hope he continues to be on fire throughout the rest of the summer. And I I hope he gets a nice run. Uh, It's a shame he didn't get to win his title in front of fans. But I still think he's thriving. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does at SummerSlam. I'm sure whatever it is will be fun. So, yeah, it's going to be good. And Dolph Ziggler just loses and loses and loses. He gets handed all these title shots and loses. So who knows what's next for him. I don't know. It's Dolph Ziggler. Who cares at this point? He was great until about 2015, and then he just... I don't know. They just, uh, it gets to a point where you just stop believing in people, I guess. It's hard to keep supporting someone who never wins the big one. I hate, it's hard to, it's such a shame, because I was such a big Dolph Ziggler fan for such a long time, and now it's just hard to really expect anything. I mean, he's still great in the ring, He can he's a good talker, he just, I don't believe anything he says, it just doesn't work anymore what a shame what a shame (sighs) what a shame that is and then finally the main event uh the swamp fight between braun Strowman and bray wyatt and cult leader bray wyatt is back which is really cool and refreshing um i love that he's got the three different personas and they're all great I love each one. They're all individually perfect. And actually, during the show, they had a vignette uh, where Bray was talking in the funhouse, and he was doing like a... I don't know. It was like a Frankensteiny type thing. Maybe he was... He was like a Dracula impression. I don't know. He was basically just talking about uh, how something scary happened. And they cut to the clip of... Um, the karaoke thing from SmackDown, and they were just making fun of how horrible that was, and you know he was just hyping up the match and how he's gonna do what he had to do to beat Braun, and yeah, this is obviously a cinematic match, and I really enjoyed it. It is probably my favorite cinematic match since the the two at Mania. Well, in WWE, was the Stadium Stampede it was really great too, at AEW. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It was different and unique. It definitely had Bray Wyatt's personal flavor to it, which is never a bad thing, in my opinion. I really enjoy the way that man thinks and sees the business. I like what he. I like what he's doing. I just really enjoy what Bray Wyatt's been doing since he debuted. I don't think there's anything he's done that I've been like, oh my God, this is terrible. Even that Hell in a Cell match that everybody hates and thinks is the worst thing ever. I thought it was okay up until the finish. I was I was really enjoying it until that stupid finish. So, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, so Braun pulls up to the Swamp. And Bray's in the rocking chair waiting for him. And then Bray disappears. Braun gets mad and destroys the rocking chair. And then he's looking around for Bray. And he gets attacked by some some masked men. And he beats him down. But then uh, he gets hit in the back with a shovel. And he looks up and... He sees himself in the black sheep mask. And and, uh, he gets hit again with the shovel and knocked out. And then he gets chained to a chair in like a weird, like creepy room. I don't even know where it is. And then Bray comes up with the lantern. He says, do you like what I've done with the place? Isn't it great? And they have some back and forth dialogue. They talk for a while. And then... Bray passes out or uh, Braun passes out and he wakes up and he is just laying next to like a fire randomly in the woods, the swamp, if you will, and uh, some random man just comes and tries to attack him and Braun gets the better of him and lights this man on fire. This poor random man that I guess is aligned with Bray Wyatt. Um, and then all of a sudden, Bray starts to hear a woman's voice. This is one of the most interesting things to me. I really enjoyed this. I thought it was clever. I thought it was a great, great callback. Uh, and the woman's voice is saying, "You don't have to do this, Brawn. Uh, if you don't do this, we can be together like you've always wanted." And the the woman, you see the woman. And she lifts a veil that she has over her face, and it's Alexa Bliss, which is really clever, in my opinion. They had, you know, Braun and Alexa teamed up a few years ago for the Mixed Match Challenge, and they had really great chemistry. They, there was some, like, tension there, or some, like, romantic, potential romantic tension they had between them. There was nothing there, obviously, in real life, but, you know, it was just really cool to see that in kayfabe and and brought back. I I like what they did there. It it just added an interesting fold to the match and really the psychology to it was good. I really enjoyed that. Uh and as Bray approaches Alexa, uh Bray Wyatt comes out of the fog and and attacks him. And they just fight through the swamp some more. And yeah, they get to a point where Bray gets choke slammed into a boat, and the boat drives away, and then it comes back, and Braun is like surprised to see Bray is not in it, and gets attacked from behind by Bray again, and they brawl more through the swamp, and they end up on like a pier or something, and Bray Braun gets, Bray, oh my God, Bray Braun Braun. Brawn Big Boots Bray. You see why I'm tongue twisted there. Brawn Big Boots Bray through a wooden fence into the swamp and Brawn says, oh, well, it's over. And it's not over because Bray comes up and gets the Mandible Claw and drags Brawn into the swamp with him. And then there's some bubbles and you don't see anything and then the fiend emerges and i guess that means bray wins I, it's not really kind of a win a winner type match there's no pins or anything but yeah the fiend emerges and it looks like that is the Summerslam feud braun Strowman versus the fiend for the universal title that's not really a surprise but i still think it'll be really interesting i think it'll be good Uh, Braun Strowman is not the best in-ring worker but with the right opponents he can have really good matches so I think it should be fun and I've enjoyed the feud overall there's been you know obviously the history helps between Braun and Bray and why it's just been on fire the last year so I can't wait to see what they do I hope to see the Fiend take the title I think Bray deserves another run especially after the awful way that uh Goldberg ended his his title reign. Ugh, what a shame there. I get it what they were I get what they were thinking, you know, the whole money aspect of it, especially with Goldberg being a bigger draw, but still, it's not it was not the right decision. But I digress. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I definitely would suggest checking it out. I know it's going to be polarizing, just like the Firefly Funhouse match was. I don't think I—I I didn't enjoy it as much as I liked that, but I still liked it. I thought it was really cleverly done, and just some fun, just some stupid wrestling fun. Wrestling's not supposed to be taken too seriously. Wrestling is just. Nothing makes sense. It's silly. It's ridiculous. It's fun. And it's entertainment. And that's why I love wrestling. Because it doesn't have to be taken too seriously. I think some people do take it too seriously. You know I know some people. A lot of people take it too seriously. And I think that may be the issue some people have. But whatever. Not my... You know not Not how I am. It's not how I am. So that's that's what it is you know that is the horror show extreme rules like I said I enjoyed the show I want to give it a thumbs up but I'm going to give it a thumbs in the middle pointing up because of the questionable nature of the show you know there was a lot of weird booking decisions and just the decision to have that eye for an eye match exists in itself even though it was a good match the finish and just the whole concept of it is too bizarre I don't get why would they would even do it so thumbs in the middle pointing up for me all the matches in ring were really good so yeah I, I don't know I don't know if I'd suggest watching it because you know I don't think I'd go back and watch this again But if you're going to watch anything, I'd say watch The Swamp Fight. Just because it's fun and ridiculous. So, Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you guys for listening and uh, hearing me ramble through this and stumble and stutter. Braun, big booting Bray. (laughs) I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. This is the three-year anniversary of his passing so this one is dedicated to him Uh, i don't think he cared about wrestling at all but still i'm dedicating this episode to him so again thank you guys for listening um i hope you enjoyed extreme rules too if not it's fine it was not one of their better shows but you know what there's a lot of good wrestling out there so uh yeah, I'm looking forward to see what we have going forward. Sengoku Lord is next week. I believe it's Saturday. So that'll be fun. Saturday, Friday or Saturday, Sengoku Lord is... I think it's the 25th, so that's Saturday. So I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm sure we'll uh, have a discussion about that. You can Obviously, we'll be here on Wednesday night talking about either AEW or NXT. Probably AEW because that's just what the trend has been so yeah we'll catch you back on wednesday and thanks again for listening glorious robbie rodden out